the first 10 seconds matter. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is attorney James W. Saxton. Mr. Saxton has over 25 years experience defending healthcare professionals and is chairman of the Litigation and Risk Management Department of Stevens and Lee Law Firm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He is also author of the book, The Satisfied Patient, a guide to preventing malpractice claims by providing excellent customer service. Mr. Saxton, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Well, thank you, Susan. It's good to be here. What led you to write your book, The Satisfied Patient? Susan, as you mentioned, for the past 25 years, I've been defending these doctors in the courtroom and handling their cases through the litigation process, which often is four or five years or more. And even though we were winning our cases, I got to see firsthand how devastating these cases were to our doctors. And so I took some time, did some research with a team to understand better what was the root cause of at least many of these claims. And what I learned was a lack of communication, patient dissatisfaction, or really a lack of a relationship is what caused it in the first place. So I started to look into how it can be improved, and one thing led to another, and soon the satisfied patient, uh, that guide, was created. How many malpractice claims are preventable? You know, there's a lot of different data on that issue. There's been studies that have tried to look back sort of a retrospective review at what happened. And again, what they found is a communication lapse or a lack of a relationship. And although there's some subjectivity, obviously here, the thought was probably as many as 60, 65% of all claims can be prevented if we really focus on this topic. In your book, you write that the days of just talking about risk management or simply going to a risk management seminar once a year are over. What do you mean? Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a great question because I think a lot of doctors around the country hear about risk management, and I sort of put that in quotes, and they think of going to a seminar once a year or maybe going to a seminar and getting a 5% credit on their insurance. We've got to take it, and and many doctors around the country are, to an entirely different level. Risk management is really about quality and safety and excellence. And, And those things will not only reduce risk in a doctor's practice, but it will enhance their practice from a business standpoint, particularly going forward as these issues are really taking the forefront. Tell us about why the first 10 seconds matter. Yeah, we got that from some psychologists that we retained to help us understand what really matters to patients and to try to give us some easy strategies to enhance patient satisfaction. And what we were told, and if we all think about it, it's probably not surprising, is that patients, or really all of us, form very quick impressions with people. And so the first time you meet someone, You look at their body language, you listen to their tone, and you're sort of jumping to conclusions, right or wrong. You're jumping to conclusions about that person, even on the phone. As soon as you get on the phone with someone and you talk to someone, if in those first 10 seconds 
you can really engage someone. When you first meet the patient, if you can shake their hand, if you can look at them right in the eye, if you can sit down, if sitting on a, on a bed so you're even with them, those simple things in the first 10 seconds make a big difference. Let's remember, it's either way. You know, you have one opportunity to make a first impression. And, and what we're trying to encourage folks to do, our doctors to do, is to let's make a good impression. How important is that for the doctor's staff? Oh, you, you know, it's the first 10. Matter of fact, all of these principles apply, and this is very important, not only to the doctor, but the entire team. You know, a doctor's staff see the patient first, last, and cumulatively more. And so this is a topic that's absolutely for them, too. And if you think about it, if you really think about the first 10 seconds and apply it to everyone in a doctor's office, you know, this is where they really start to make a difference. If they're greeted at the front door, if when they're brought back to the exam room, the nurse is friendly with them and upbeat with them, if the doctor turns it on the first 10 seconds, if the billing people turn it on for the first 10 seconds, you know, that cumulative effect of, of kindness and of good communication, that's what leaves what we call a five-star fingerprint on patients. So when they leave your office, and this may sound funny, uh, but when they leave your office, you know, they're talking about it. They're really impressed, and it sticks with them and it really helps to form a good, lasting relationship. Are these skills learned? Well, they're absolutely learned. And, and that's, that's an important point to make because, you know, I know out there in medical practices and in, in hospitals, there's a lot of stress right now in healthcare. I think these folks, healthcare professionals, work tremendously hard, and they have stressful jobs. And when you do have a stressful job, and you are tired, and your patients are demanding, it's hard. It's hard to continuously, pervasively, consistently communicate well. And so you do have to develop habits. And good communication, like any other skill, can be learned. And in fact, our team does communication training all over the country, where we help nurses and physicians work on their communication skills, work on how to diffuse anger, work on good body language, because, you know, particularly under stress, it doesn't always come naturally. Mr. Saxton, where can listeners get a copy of your book? This book is published by HC Pro. So if they went to www.hcpro.com, they would be able to. In the book, you talk about tone, not time. What do you mean? Well, you know, we've all met people that you talk to them for a few minutes and it almost makes you tired because they're moving so quickly. The tone often that the doctor sets when they sit down with the patient is what the patient remembers. And so there are studies that actually show the doctor, for example, that sits down calmly with the patient, looks at the patient right in the eye, speaks to the patient uh, calmly with a, a good pace and a good tone, that doctor gets very high patient satisfaction ratings and sometimes higher than a physician who might spend more time with the patient but not have the right tone, not connect with the patient.
How do you respond to doctors who say, you don't understand what pressures I'm under when I'm walking through that door? How do they transform and have that appropriate tone when maybe they heard on the phone just before they walk through the door, they're getting sued? You know, I acknowledge that it's very difficult out there. My heart goes out to our physicians around the country because I think the environment is tough. But what they have to realize is developing this culture, both personally and in their practice, that's what's going to help them in 2008, in 2009, in 2010. That's what's going to make the environment a little less stressful for them. So we really got to go there. How do you advise physicians to create the right environment to avoid malpractice claims? What type of training and time does this involve to prepare for the years coming? You know, I don't think it has to take a lot of time. I try to be very pragmatic about it. Uh, there's a couple easy steps. A doctor needs to first get buy-in from his colleagues. I mean, literally his peers or her peers. I mean, they've got to sit at one of their board meetings and say, you know, five-star is for us, and we're all going to do it. We're all under different types of stress, but on this issue, we're going to work together. Because if the doctor doesn't buy in, the staff will never buy in. And then they've got to get their management team on board and then kick it off to the staff. And the staff is typically excited about this. And then have an in-service. Have an in-service about five-star or in-service about communication. There's good films out there, in fact, that you can get and share with the staff. And then I tell them to keep it alive. Put a committee together. Put a committee that might be a one of the doctors, one of the staff members, two staff members, someone on the management team, to meet on a quarterly basis and to look at patient satisfaction surveys, read complaints that might unfortunately come in, talk about strategies, and try to keep it in front of the practice because that's what happens sometimes. You get excited about this concept and you kick it off, but then nine months later, you're sort of on to something else. And so I think that committee can serve as a little bit of a sort of a glue that keeps this going. Mr. Saxton, thank you so much for joining us to discuss your new book, The Satisfied Patient, A Guide to Preventing Malpractice Claims by Providing Excellent Customer Service. Well, thank you. It's a real pleasure. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions at ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of the ReachMD library. Thank you for listening.